Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Expectations matter. What do you expect from an SUV? Versatility? A range of sizes built to fit your life? A range of exteriors that all invite stairs? Or being able to take control of more than just the wheel? Expectations matter, but exceeding them matters more. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Believe in UCLA football podcast. We'll be here with a new episode for you right after this quick note. Football is back and Bet Online is your number one information source for all of your sports wagering info with all the up to the minute stats, news, scores and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads and totals from the NFL and college football right at your fingertips with Bet Online's real updates and statistics, news and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember, use the promo code BELIEVE to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Believe in UCLA football podcast. My name is James Williams, a reporter and editor for the Orange County Register and the Southern California News Group. And as always, I'm joined here by former UCLA linebacker Josh Woods. Josh, what's going on, man? You know, it's almost that time here where it's like rainy every day. Today, mm-hmm. we were blessed. You know, God, part of the clouds and it's been sunny, but it's starting to get cold up here. Josh, I'm looking at you here on Zoom. You're glowing. You're in good sunlight. You you look like, you know, you're coming off your first start and you're all smiles. And now you're getting ready for your second start. And just how you over here talking about the rain and stuff. No, um, um, or second episode this week, um, again, making your second start of the season. But uh, second episode this week, um, just your thoughts on the first episode we had this week with Martin Jarman. What were your... Uh, impressions of of uh martin jarman and meeting him for the first time i mean like i said publicly but also just like he got me fired up and like mm-hmm. i can tell both of y'all got fired up <laughs> yeah like like i know understand like how passionate he is and how much he mm-hmm. like cares and um yeah just that that energy and that perspective from him is big i mean it's it's cool that the fans get to hear that from like uh mm-hmm 
you know, behind the scenes perspective of what's going on. There's so many questions that's been going on about how is it going to be moving forward, going to the Big Ten, and, like, how are we going to be, you know, how are they going to be able to, you know, tra- uh, travel? And, like, all oh, there's, like, so many questions about, like, everything that's going to mm-hmm. go into it because it's 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 new and it's different, and college football is changing at a rapid pace. So I think it was cool. And just, yeah, the passion he has for UC athletics and student athletes and the coaches is big. And for me, I think it was really cool because I haven't been able to meet him yet. Mm-hmm. So that was my my our first time being able to connect and um yeah even like the love that he showed me mm-hmm. was was cool really cool to me because I mean he didn't you know need to know right that I started or my stats and all that but it just mm-hmm. shows how much he cares and like I said I want to do a you know have a a bigger hand in helping when I can um and I hope that the fans and alumni all jump on board now so that UCLA can be successful as soon as the move happens and not complain. Right. You know yes. what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, you can't complain if you're not, if you're not helping now, you can't complain next right. year about anything because if you didn't help now, which a lot of the things that's what I was getting at too in the last podcast, like, you know, well, this year, not as bad as last year, but last year, you know, we're talking about attendance and then you have like the people complaining about it, but it's like, if you, mm-hmm. did you go to the game? If you did, yeah, right. You yeah. No, you can't yeah. complain about people not being there. If you're the people that aren't there. So mm-hmm. um, I hope everybody jumps on board with, with what he said, as far as helping donate and, you know, the support, cause that stuff does go a long way. And also with recruiting, like I said, having more people in the stands and the energy and the love that recruits feel when they take these visits can go a long way and get guys that we need uh, moving forward. So, yeah, I mean, how'd you feel about the episode? Uh, I, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. Um, the thing with Martin is, is Martin is Martin at any and every time um, I've talked to him. He's the same way, whether he's on camera, off camera, if we're just chatting in the hallway while there's interviews going on, like we did during the San Diego state game. Um, he just, you know, he, we're like talking to the players, but then he's also like tapping me on the shoulder and we're like just talking and he's like, how are you doing? How's your summer? And, you know, we're just like chatting. He's like, I should come on the show sometime. I'm like, you should come on the show sometime. So I was, I was, it was his idea. Like I, I kind of ran it by him like once or twice before. And then after a while I was like, eh, we'll get to it whenever we get to it. And he, you know, he came up to me and said, Hey, I want to come on the show. Let's make it happen. I said, all right, let's make it happen then. And then what about a week later he was on so um no that that's the thing with martin i always have a ton of respect for martin and again just the the amount of work that he's putting in and like we talked about in that episode is like i, I like i was telling him I, I don't think i said it on the podcast but i think i told him at san diego state game i'm like martin i'm kind of waiting to see like what's going to happen next because this year has been kind of quiet for you because you had the nike deal you went through the pandemic uh, one year was the pandemic. The next year felt like it was the Nike deal. The next year after that was the conference realignment or going to the Big Ten. And I'm just like, it's been a little quiet, Martin. Like, what's the next? What's the next move? What what what's happening? Something something's gonna be happening. So I don't know. Oh no, but Martin Martin's Martin's a good dude. Um, I think UCLA is really fortunate to have him. Um, just mm-hmm. because not a lot of ads are like that, right? And um, there's not a lot of administration who's out and about or out um 
very like front of front facing, like as a leader of the program, but are, is also out there getting his hands dirty as well. Right. And I exactly. thought it was great. And I thought it was great insight from him to kind of mention like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I had a meeting about sleep. I had a meeting with this. Like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. And some sometimes people think the higher ups are just sitting back in their their recliners, like big chilling. But no, Martin Martin's like he's always doing something. If you just follow him on Twitter and see the stuff that he's doing, it's it's like pretty crazy. He's meeting alumni. He's at this event, that event, emceeing this event. And it's like it's pretty impressive. So. I was uh, thankful that he was able to kind of carve out some time for us. He gave us like a good 40 minutes or so. Um, so, yeah, always a good conversation with Martin and looking forward to a great conversation with you here, Josh. Um, I wanted to pick your brain a little bit because there's a quarterback situation going on this week. And it's well, it is still UCLA, but it's not we're not talking about UCLA directly. We're talking about their opponent in this situation. So. Cam Rising is a two-time has led Utah to back-to-back Pac-12 championships. He did return for another year after getting um, injured towards ACL in the Rose Bowl game uh, when they were playing against Penn State. So he's on his way to recovery from that and could be returning for the first time this season against UCLA. A lot of UCLA fans are like, of course, against UCLA. He would all of a sudden he'd he'd uh, come around and be healthy again, but. I'm just kind of curious, Josh, like as someone who's played defense, how do you prepare for the uncertainty of are you going to get the proven quarterback who's led a team to two conference championships in um, Cam Rising? Or are you going to get this dual threat that's kind of on the rise and may even be the future of the program in Nate Johnson? And then they, you know, there's this other backup that they have. So there's it's almost like how every other team has had to prepare for UCLA. There's three quarterbacks. We may see all of them. We may see two. We may see one. How do you prepare for something like that as a member of of a defense? You prepare for all of them (laughs) because you have to. Mm -hmm. Um, You look at the strengths, not only of the quarterbacks, but of the offense. So, I mean, that could be, yeah, the the personnel, but as far as formations and the receivers, Mm -hmm. tight ends, running backs, um, all that stuff comes into play because – of course, you want to cater to your quarterback, but also you want to use the tools that you have. So depending on, you know, which quarterback could determine on, you know, which tools get used more. But as far as you have to watch both, and I hope that they use a little bit of tape of Cam Rising from last year and not just these past three games. So you're ready for either. So, I mean, at practice, they, they might have split – um the scout periods into that as far as okay preparing if Cam rising in the game we know that he likes to do this he likes using uh this receiver this tight end or -hmm. watching the pastor games like this quarterback likes to run and do this he likes you uh when he's in the backfield with this running back they might run more rpo they might run zone read with this guy and that guy so like all those things you have guys like you know your your gas your shape hits and other guys Mm -hmm. that are breaking down film since uh Saturday of all the different possibilities that Utah can roll out. And then coaches, that's what you have coaches meetings for to break that stuff Mm -hmm. down and figure out the the threats that you actually have to worry about. And then you go from there and you try to make sure that you have your team prepared as much as possible in one week as you can of um, they're going to, they might be doing this, this and that. If they do this, we do that. If they do this, you know what I'm saying? 
mm-hmm. far as like having a checklist of that, of course you're always going to have unscouted looks. That happens every week because at the same time, offenses are, you know, you have offensive install. They're not, mm-hmm. you're not running exactly the same thing every week. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So of course you're going to have some unscouted looks and other things that you need um to, to figure out on the fly. But I mean, that's, that's the point of coaching, you know, being able to alignment, assignment, technique. When you do those things, usually no matter what happens, you figure it out, get to the silent. If it's something, you you know, mm-hmm. that might be a problem and you get coached up, fix that throughout the game. And so that's when coaching is really important and having, you know, the leadership on the field, like a Darius Musau and, um, you know, some of the older guys when – when you're able to be on the field and explain to the coach exactly what you saw, right, it makes it easier going to the sideline and telling the coach they're doing this, this, and that. I remember Oregon State was 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 one game that I don't know the, the memory of. They kept giving like like they were doing these stretch plays like consistently, and I was telling them like the coach was like, "What's happening?" And like some people were saying, you know, and, like people are like think certain mm-hmm. things, but I'm like. I was playing outside line right time. So, like, I'm seeing the whole thing. So, I'm telling them, like, <laughs> the ball is hitting here. I'm going to set the edge. And if somebody shows up, they're going to get a tackle. Mm-hmm. So, like, certain things like that, when you've been around the game longer, like Darius has and, you know, Latu Latu and the Murphy Twins, with, with, mm-hmm. they've seen, you know, different college offenses for a while. They're able to assess it and go to the sideline and tell the coaches, they're, we think they're doing this. And also you have the coaches and the GAs and those people up in the box that are also breaking it down. So if there's anything that they haven't seen or are not familiar with, I, I mean, they should be able to fix it usually, you know, by halftime and things like that. But as far as the, the quarterback battle or situation, not battle, but, you know, mm-hmm. wild card of who's it going to be, you have to prepare for all of them. And I think even to that, the thing that it's kind of get it's kind of getting lost in the shuffle just because there's the big question mark at quarterback with, with Will Cam rising return. There's 18 guys that are injured and potentially may not play for Utah along the depth chart. So, you know, whether it's first team, second team guys and part of it's, part of it's like, do you kind of part of me is like, especially again, as a voter, do I look at that and be like, Hmm, if UCLA wins, they beat a ranked opponent, but then you can say, Oh, they weren't healthy, yada, yada, yada. Or is it it's still just Utah? So for me, I think my approach going into it is um, like I'm still looking at it as it's Utah. I mean, I'm ranking them as I mean, they haven't had Cam Rising so far and they're still ranked number 11 in the AP poll. So um, if UCLA wins, they're probably going to be a top 15 team. If they lose, they're probably going to be out of the top 25, but I don't think they're going to be that far removed from the top 25 because they did lose to a ranked team. Um so that that will be something I'm keeping an eye out for. Um, one thing I so two things I'll try and remember the second one. But but um, when we were talking to Chip Kelly today, he comes over and and talks to the media, and he's very happy. And he comes over and he like sticks his arms out in there and goes, "It's conference play," and he got like excited about it. And <laughs> I'm just like, "Whoa, what's going on?" It was almost like kind of too much, but. Um, does the the vibe or the mood change at all when you get into conference play when it's that first week, let alone you're playing a Utah, but now it's kind of like now the season is really kind of under, underway. Obviously, the season started uh, week one, week zero, but like does it kind of kick up a notch? Does it kind of get a lot more serious and 
um, the approach going forward? I do think conference games are more personal, mm-hmm. especially, I mean, this is the last year of the Pac-12, but even before that, it's because you're more familiar with your opponent when it comes to Pac-12. You play them every year, you know, so you usually know guys on the other team. You know kind of what that brand of football is and what the games mean. You know what it's like to play in Utah, and that's one of the other things that's, you know, you get to factor in. The game is in Utah, which has always been a tough place for us to play. Mm-hmm. Um, But Chip Kelly in particular, I've said it before. In a way, I feel like he treats non-conference games like the preseason, and it's a lot of trial and error. I mean, mm-hmm. of course you want to win, but I've seen like – we're trying I've seen us try things out and it's like just to see how it's going to work, how our players react to it. Mm-hmm. And then that helps formulate what we're going to do in game plan going into Pac-12 play because now you kind of figure things out. That's why the quarterback situation in non-conference, I wasn't too surprised because it's like you kind of have these three games to like figure right. out what. And I mean, Dante Moore, you know, has looked pretty good and mm-hmm. more more, but. Mm-hmm. I think he does dial things up for for conference play, and kind of like yeah, hones in and locks in on mm-hmm. what UCLA football is going to be in conference play. He uses those yeah those non conference games just to like try things out, and now it's like now he really unlocks you know the plays and the and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So he probably is excited for that type of stuff because right, I think it's going to be exciting to see what the offense does with all the weapons and if, if they, if he decides to go with Dante Moore for the season mm-hmm. and lock that in, he knows the style of play, know what, what he likes to do. Then it's going to be, you know, the run game, which running backs you want to use mm-hmm. all these receivers, like, you know, who's going to be, because even for a while, remember last year, we were talking about it. Like we didn't know who the guys were going to be. Right. Of course it was Zach. It was Charbonnet and DTR. Like those were like mm-hmm. two locks, but like we didn't know who the tight end or receiver like was gonna be. Right. We knew like, we knew who Jake Bobo was, but we didn't know what he was gonna be. Yeah, and then we like as Pac-12 goes along, yo, Bobo is the guy. Like you know, mm-hmm. and um, even like we've seen uh, what's the receiver third? Uh, J. Michael Sturdivant. Yes. I don't know mm-hmm. if he had a nickname now or not. That's why. J. Mike. The kids call him J. Mike. I like that. J. Mike has seemed to be the guy. Mm-hmm. So we'll see moving forward if, if he remains their guy. But, I mean, they have other options as well. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that game plan goes. But, yeah, I think it's going to be exciting offense moving forward. And the rotation kind of tightens up a little bit, right? You're, I mean, you're not getting 100, 101 guys in the game like you did against North Carolina Central, right? Yeah, it will definitely tighten up. I mean, that you you have the luxury of that when it's it's a blowout game. Mm-hmm. The rotation will tighten up a little bit. Also, you have to factor in that it's a conference game, so you can't travel as many guys. Right. So that was one of the questions that we had. How many quarterbacks are they going to take? I don't know mm-hmm. when that finalizes, but – yeah, I think it cuts down for comments put to 75. So decisions had to be made in, in you know, different position groups. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say with Chip's philosophy, there's a lot of ro- rotating. 
So mm-hmm. you will it will tighten up, but there will be a main rotation, if that makes sense. Like it's still it's it's not gonna be you just have your starters and that's it. It's gonna be a rotation of guys almost at every position. I don't know about quarterback, but at every other position on the field, I believe that there will be rotation. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um and is it safe to say like you can kind of read into I mean, outside of the occasional someone gets hurt or whatever, um, the guys that are going are the guys that, you know, you're going to see play even during home games. Like it, like it, like this is the, this, these are your guys. Everyone else is, I mean, I guess home games, you can dress everybody. Well, wait. Okay. So I guess I have a better question. Are the guys that are on scout team, is it almost a given that they're not going on the trip or do some scout team guys go? So, when it gets cut down, they kind of you kind of know like if you're redshirting, you're probably not gonna go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're of course you're oh, so you're gonna pretty much take your two deep mm-hmm. and then beyond that, like your special teams two deep, and then for some positions, just extra just in case, and then you right. might bring some of your your top freshmen that like if something goes down. He's mm-hmm. getting his shirt burned and he's gonna get in there. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was in case was, of emergency. Cause that's how my freshman year was. It was like, you're gonna redshirt. And then it turned into you might gotta go in. And then I had to go in. <laughs> so it's like you kind of know as the weeks go on, but then like there are the freshmen that know, like, oh yeah, I'm redshirting this year. Like away games, mm-hmm. I'll I'll see y'all out. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, like, I'm not like they'll I don't like, gotta yeah. go on the trip. They they know like right, oh, I can right. go home or you know, like you you pretty much know like they might uh, they might like reward some of the scout players. Mm-hmm. If you had a really great week, you might get rewarded of like you get to be on the trip, you right. get to go. If with you were the, the scout team player of the week or something like that. Yeah. And also that could level you up to being a guy that gets in the rotation, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for the most part, you kind of know if, if you're not if this year you're not gonna be one of the travel guys. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Expectations matter. What do you expect from an SUV? Versatility? A range of sizes built to fit your life? A range of exteriors that all invite stairs? Or being able to take control of more than just the wheel? Expectations matter, but exceeding them matters more. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brand Spark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra. 
just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, and so for Utah, I think I remember you saying this before. You never got a chance to play at Utah? Or was that another no, venue? I, no, I did, and we got whooped. Okay, great. Uh, not not that you got whooped, but the fact that you played in Utah. Um, they say the crowd is is rowdy, and you know that stadium is unlike a lot of other places in the Pac-12. Uh, what do you remember about the environment? What do you remember about uh, just the vibe? Because I think they have some record where they have like either however many weeks they have some crazy record of, of sellout games. I mean, yeah, they probably only seat 30,000 people, but they're sellouts like consistently. No, the energy is there. And the people were very nice. Cause I remember I went to dinner, not with them parents. being nice. <laughs> no, they were. Cause I remember, I remember going to dinner with, it was my parents, me and uh, Chris Barnes. And we went out to dinner and we're like, mm-hmm. dang, the people of Utah are like really nice. Like the city is really nice. Like, and everything. And then like, even at the game, my parents were like, yeah, like, Opposing fans like were still like nice and respectful, and also that game they were honoring the two guys that had passed mm, away. So right. like you felt the energy of like the game meaning a lot to them, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it got out of hand. We just it's one of those games where like we just couldn't score. Like the offense would march and then get to the red zone and not be able to score. I don't know. We either got shut out or really had a field goal, and then yeah, that just I don't even want. I, I think I, I I think I remember that because I, that was, I think, the first game after I think that happened or something like that. And I was like, ooh, that, they got that emotional advantage. Like, it's hard to kind of top a team when when they when they have a, a lot of emotion and stuff they're kind of playing with in a game like that. Um, but what do you when you think of Utah, what, what do you what are like some things that come to mind, like characteristics like? tough the um tough tough offensive line physical anything like that come to mind when you think of utah and their style of play because they have the same coaching staff for like 18 19 years now so yeah it's, the players are different but the style it, it's, the it's always all of those things with coach Whittingham. i mean you're gonna have big linemen good tight ends a good mm-hmm. back a almost like a dual threat type quarterback a few good receivers their defense is gonna they're gonna have some linebacker that can ball like their front seven is always dominant and it's usually like the dbs could be that's not really i'm gonna say they're always their strong suit but like they they're gonna play hard of course they always seem older because like utah <laughs> yeah they're always they do the like missions top, yeah you get guys that went you know one of their missions to come back or older you get mm-hmm. the, like they get a lot of older juco transfer guys so it seems like no matter what even if like they lose a bunch of guys they just like replenish the next year and it seems like they always they recruit guys that are always like similar so it's like like you said they can keep the same identity and it's the same every year as far as like being able to really like run the ball and have a stout defense and like big office line like all those things and then of course they always have like australian kickers and punters that can just oh right they got that sort of pipeline every, or something yeah every year because i mean for a while, I think the, like the punter or kicker would always win like the awards for best mm-hmm. in the in the country. So 
I mean, those things always like, yeah, Coach Whittingham's is a really good coach as well. Um, so they've been pretty consistent since since mm-hmm. I've been paying attention to Utah in the past decade. Yeah, um, pretty consistent. Um, I've had a chance to to kind of talk and interview uh some of the Utah players and Coach Whittingham uh when they've been at the Rose Bowl the last two years, I guess. Yeah. If national champion or not national champions, a Pac-12 champion. So they've been there the last two years. Yeah, they played Ohio State and then they played Penn State last year. So yeah, they got a they got a good group over there. Um those guys are pretty nice and uh respectful as well. So um not a bad program over there as well. Um be okay, so before you get on the like, okay, you have an away game. So the team they're probably traveling Friday night to get the, and you stay the night there. You have to get adjusted to the time. Maybe I think it's only an hour difference, but like what kind of goes into it? What are you doing the night before? Um, even before you travel, like what what does the week look like uh leading up to a road game? Um, so usually what is it? Day I mean it's pretty consistent. It's just the only thing that changes is, is the day the day before. Um, well, actually, no, it's pretty consistent all the way. Because either way, even with home games, you stay at the hotel. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and Chip keeps it pretty consistent. It's like, yeah, that's true. What you what you do the day of the game? I mean, it's probably changed now because they have different strength staff. So, like. Mm-hmm some of the logistics and some of the things you would do were probably different, but like, so you're going to have your walkthrough travel day, you have your walkthrough. Um, and then the, you would either hop on the plane, like hop on the bus to the airport, mm-hmm. or if it's a home game, you just go do whatever. And then you come back for dinner and meetings. And that's the same thing as like, say, you fly in somewhere, you're going to come back for dinner and meetings. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, or like you'd go to see whatever hotel away or home, it's the same thing. And then, but the only thing is like, the, well, no, nah, it's the same thing too. It's like the next day, Chip keeps everything pretty consistent <laughs> right, as far right. as, so we would have, wherever you wake up, we'll have shakeout. And that's home and away. So that would be like, just like, yeah, stretching and loosening up like a, a certain routine that they would have right. us do. And then you have breakfast and then usually free. And then you have like, I don't think, cause we didn't really, you don't meet until um, it's game time. So like he, you do have your meetings the night before, but like day of the game, it, you might have chapel, but there's generally not too much meetings. He gives you like time to like get right mentally, physically, you know, treatments available in the, the night and in the morning. That sucks when you start having like the later night games because you're sitting in the hotel all day, kind of getting antsy. If it's a right. if it's a night game, that's when they might have like meetings just so you're not doing nothing the whole time, or they mm-hmm. might make you have a team walker to you know do something to to get the boys going. They're just where they're right. not laying in, in the in the hotel beds all day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, go ahead. Yeah. Um. So I guess one thing I just thought of too, like do y'all have to like pack your own bags or do they give you guys like everything you need? Like, I mean, you're wearing all UCLA stuff anyways. Right. So it's like, do y'all even have to pack or do you just show up? I mean, away games for your travel gear, you turn it in like after every game that way they don't get to keep it. I guess. Well, they'll clean, they'll clean it. Mm -hmm. 
like they'll clean and wash and everything and then you'll get your travel bag back um of course you pack whatever extra stuff you need but it's like you're only going for one night so what do you really need you know just the yeah, extra change true. to like you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or the like, socks and stuff or they give you socks too probably huh I mean, you could probably go ask for some, you know, <laughs> okay. but, you know, like the extra like that. And I mean, of course, like if you're traveling, you want your iPad with movies right, and music, right, right. headphones, like that type of stuff. But there's nothing you really need. I mean, they probably have like rollers and all that type of like recovery equipment stuff there. If you want to get the mm-hmm. Normatex and like they have all that stuff. So it's not much you really have to bring along. Do they let you keep that travel stuff? At the end of the year, yeah, but they don't want to, you know. Guys are it's still it's still kids, so yeah. it's like they don't want you to. <laughs> if you if you lose anything, that that's on you. Like you're not getting right. it anymore, so it's easier to just leave all that stuff. Turn on your travel bag. Let them let them wash it. Just keep mm. it fresh, and you know you don't lose anything. Um, something else that came up from the Martin Jarman interview again. Make sure you guys go listen to the Martin Jarman interview uh, that we did earlier this week. Um, you mentioned that you were a uh, player rep for the, like, I guess for like for the football team when it came to the, I guess it was Under Armour at the time. Um, yes. How did, how did you get voted for, for that? And what were some of the complaints, if you don't mind sharing with the group? I mean, cause I was already part of the leadership council mm-hmm. and somebody upstairs had asked me to do it or whatever. And I was already like. I was one of the football representatives for I forgot what for the athletic council for there right. actually isn't like athletic council we would meet mm-hmm. I think like once a month or something like that um so I was yeah I was already one of the football reps so I mean the but the complaints I was getting like what is I mean, it I'm going like? to locker room like everybody complaining and I'm just like typing <laughs> it all on my phone it's like dudes hated like how it how it how it fit, how it felt, how it looked, the colors, um, Damn. the comfort, like it was hurting people's like feet. Oh, like the shoes or whatever. Yeah. And then like, we didn't get that much stuff. So like, we didn't have many options. So it's mm-hmm. like, kind of like, you got to do what you got to do with what you have. And like all that, all that type of stuff. And then other sports, like they didn't know that we weren't getting any gear or anything. So they right. think like football is spoiled because we have a facility and we have meals right, and, right, and everything's right. spoiled. But like, then they're like, dang, y'all are not getting nothing either. And we're like, no, it's like <laughs> some of the other sports are getting way more stuff than it's like, why can't we get that? But then there's some sports where Under Armour didn't make anything. They just happy to get a t-shirt. No, but like Under Armour didn't make them anything for yeah. their sport. So they're wearing Nike. They're wearing Adidas. They're mm-hmm. wearing or Under Armour would try to just throw a logo on things oh, unlike really have somebody else like yeah like it was like a take different it to a brand print shop or something and, yeah and then throw the underwear on there and it was just tacky wait then, wait 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 they would get like a triple a shirt and slap an under armor logo on it it just like different brands and they trying to throw <laughs> a pro club <laughs> Yeah, and like they trying to throw well not like that, but like no, nah, I get you. I know. Like the gymnastics leotards or whatever, like oh right, right, right. Like right, trying right, to right, right. it's already like designed a certain way. You're trying to throw a Under Armour logo on, you know what I'm saying? Certain things. Right, like that. right, right. Okay. I get you. I get you. No, that makes sense. Oh but okay, go ahead. I had the I had the people were like, Why didn't I I ask Martin about the gear situation for myself? And I felt like 
that would have been selfish mm-hmm. of me to take away from the time he took out for us. Mm-hmm. You know, that's true. That would have been selfish of me. So that's why I didn't bring it up. And I'm mm-hmm. he said he'd be back on, and maybe we talk about it then, or mm-hmm. maybe I talk mm-hmm. about it to him in person. But yeah. one day, I'm still hoping that the <laughs> CFL guys get a little bit of love. I I would like to think because of the Martin Jarman interview, you are at least one step closer than you were two weeks ago. One hundred percent. Um, going back to um, okay, so the Canadian Football League stuff, real quick. Um, I've been meaning to ask you this for a while, and since I remember, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you about it now. I remember you and Nate Metters were talking about like the like the American or the U.S. like player thing. Like, can Canadian football team only have like four Americans on the team or something or what? So there is a ratio rule when it comes to CFL. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I understand because it's their league and they want to still encourage Canadian players to grow up wanting to be in the league and mm-hmm. be in the league and kind of not. Because if it was no ratio rule, it would probably be all Americans playing. So yeah, you have to have, sure. I think it's, well, it's at least seven Canadian starters. And Whoa, wait, the, wait, wait. Like they tell you, like not even just on the roster, but like starters. Yes. So they they like they have people Whoa. monitoring. Like you'll get fined if you are if you cheat the ratio. Like if you really play too many Americans or you know, don't have <laughs> seven seven starters across the board. So that so it's total. So like between mm-hmm. offense and defense, seven. Gotcha. Um, and then also it's like a roster thing. I think it's it's like twenty one or twenty five had to be Canadian. It's something like that. Hmm. Like a certain number need to be on the active roster that are are Canadian. So um, that and then there needs to be at least one global. Like, and global is anything Australian like, or whatever. Other yeah, other than America. So like we have we have a guy from Belgium and we have a guy from France. So you know. That so that's another rule thing. Wasn't your former uh, UCLA teammate? Wasn't he like Aussie or something? Or no, the kicker. No, the one up here is from from Manhattan Beach or from LA. But oh, okay, the, okay, okay. We were talking about the punter. My last year was Australian. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was at that was at UCLA though. But Stephen right. Flintoff. I think I remember that. Okay, Stephen Flintoff went to Loyola. He's a he's a oh, true okay. LA. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, fair enough. But that's what me and they were talking about. How hard it's harder for American guys to stick up here right. because of because of the rule and such and things like that. You have to be, you know, better and more consistent. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Um, real quick, jumping back on UCLA, we have a couple minutes uh, before we wrap things up. Um, what did you think of? I mean, I guess asking about all one hundred and one players is obvious, but. What do you think about them getting five quarterbacks in the game? <laughs> That's why I'm like, yeah, we are whooping them. And that was a win. That's how you're supposed to when it, when you're supposed mm-hmm. to win and you win like that, you know, that you did what you're supposed to do. I mean, yeah, 101 players is is pretty insane. I mean, y'all think, think about, about like, it this way. You I think you're about to say it. Y'all didn't even have 101 players when like when Chip first got there. No, at certain times we barely had enough to, to scrimmage, you know. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, we could we could we, we could barely run scout teams. So, like having 101 guys mm-hmm. that are only are 
not only are there on the team, but like we're able to get Rose Bowl reps. Mm-hmm. Like that that's so cool, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it, yeah. Especially guys that like they just want, you know, being a part of the team is such a big thing. To get like reps in the Rose Bowl, that's something that right. they'll be able to live with and tell their kids for the rest of their life. Like they did that. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it's just awesome to see. And guys stepped up that we hadn't really seen. One of the guys that like Anthony Atkins mm-hmm. finally getting to yeah. like really see him. He was uh, you know, mm-hmm. that's impressive that he almost had a hundred yards. Um, Anthony Atkins didn't play at all last year after transferring from army. He like sat out a year. So this is, and he was just the traditional fullback. So this is him just kind of going in there, still learning, still kind of cutting his weight, taking his weight seriously and just kind of balling out. And he, and chip said, he's kind of working his way into getting some reps. So he's going to be in the mix with uh, TJ and Carson still there. I mean, he's the only guy that got 10 carries. Mm-hmm. That was definitely he, that, like the Anthony Atkins game. Yeah, he did. He did. What he was supposed to do. Got some true yeah, freshmen I mean, it, in there. I was like, pretty much like it was like it was like spread out. You know, like everybody mm-hmm. did a little bit of something. Mm-hmm. And our boy, the president, Chase Griffin, got up in there. Mm-hmm. He sure did. We, we got to see time. it. Um, I don't even know. Do they do a kneel down? I'm assuming they. Do they run out the clock? I don't know, but I feel like Chase always kind of kind of gets to do the nail down on some of that stuff. Um, but no, so a lot of good stuff to take away. It was it was kind of hard to get through the game a little bit just because it was kind of like a blowout, and it was kind of like hard to know who was in at what time. Sometimes, I mean, other than the quarterback, because the cameras usually on them for the most part, but a lot of people played. So, and I think that'll be good because I like even uh, Martin Jarman said. Uh, someone like Kamari Ramsey, who's a redshirt sophomore now or redshirt freshman now, got to play a little bit last year against the HBCU team and was able to kind of get acclimated to the game from that experience and use it going forward. So uh, a lot to take away from from uh, the first couple games of the season, non-conference play. They get ready to jump into conference play. Josh and I will be back next week as we talk about the Utah versus UCLA game and we'll see where things land. So for Josh and myself, Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Thank you, everybody. This is the Believe in UCLA football podcast presented by Bet Online. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top-quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash XM. Walmart Plus members save on Meeting Up With Friends. 
Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.